0: Leather, yellow leather. Hey guys, I'm back. Episode three. Here we are. Welcome back to Lax Awareness. Hope you all had a great holiday, a great Pesach, Passover, a great Easter. Um, And I'm about to bring out my first guest ever in the history of Lax Awareness, Dr. Cousin Alex. She is beautiful, amazing, phenomenal. And Fucking hysterical. So sit back, relax, and enjoy moi and Cousin Alex for episode three. So we are here for Lax Awareness episode three. And as promised, I'm here with my first ever guest in the history of Lax Awareness. Cousin Alex is here. Hello, Cousin Alex. Hello, everybody. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> and we are live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We're here for uh, the Passover holiday. Happy Passover. Happy Easter to all my non-Jews. Um, We had our first Seder last night, and Alex, this is actually Alex's first Passover ever in the history of her life. She's actually been our family for a long time. How long have you been in our family? Seven years. Seven years, and this is her first Passover with us. Um, So how was it? What was your experience? What do you think about, um, you know, being Jewish and doing Passover and doing all the Jewish things? Well... First of all, I feel like I'm like ai um, I don't know, like
1: Jew by osmosis. I don't know. Like it's my father-in-law is, um, he's amazing. My son calls him the cable guy of Judaism. <laughs> great. So Sid's very, he educates. He's always looking directly at me when he's telling a story of why something's important. So, um, I love Judaism. I think it's great. I I'm thought about converting maybe someday i will but um my first passover in comparison to like um rosh hashanah and yom kippur
0: um the food's interesting i was gonna say we were just talking about this you're not a fan of the food like the rest of the world right it's
1: i think it's the what's the fish in a can what's that gilfilta fish yeah gilfilta fish (laughs) is like I thought I could get used to it, and, like, I like weird tasting-ish things, but I couldn't really get there. Um, The meatballs were dope.
0: Interesting. I'm not a meatball fan. I skipped the meatballs, but you liked the meatballs. I was on the meatball terrain. What about the eggs? Uh, They're okay. You're into the eggs. I was into the eggs. I (laughs) was into the eggs.
1: And and everyone was very pumped by the eggs, but eggs are great. They're not special. What about matzah? Matza's great. I used to actually work for a Jewish man in San Francisco, and he always had matzah in the office regardless of Passover, so I would often just get a thing of hummus and
0: chill and down matzah. So I'm a matzah fan. Really? Yeah. You're like the 1% in the world. 1%. Yes. I think they taste like a prison cracker. I am not a fan of them at all. I They um, make me very backed up. and well, Not just sound gross, but they're, yes. I think they were probably designed by the rabbis to be a
1: prison cracker. You have to suffer. Yes. It's all mess. Yes.
0: yes. Very good. Very good. Very good. Okay. So from a uh, scale from one to 10, what would you rate Passover 10? Like, um, and you can be, you can be really true. Like,
1: what are we talking about?
0: I would say overall experience. I would say rate it. Um, you know, the Seder experience, the food, the aura, the environment. Or that was fun. You okay. do like the Yeah, that was, you know, education. Seder tonight, so we're going to do it all over again. We're going to eat all the lovely, delicious food. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be great. So we wanted to get into some background on Alex. So Alex is interesting because Alex had an interesting experience long ago that we're going to talk about here on Lacks Awareness. Um, when did this experience that you know we're going to talk about happen?
1: uh august of 2015 okay
0: so tell the listeners what actually happened to you okay
1: so this is kind of like you know when like you were in school and people would be like we're gonna go around the room and say one interesting fact about you blah 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 so this is my thing and my thing is that i was bit by a rattlesnake and um, people are probably like maybe pooping their pants because it's their worst fear Um, but once you like go through it, it's not, I mean, it was terrifying when it happened, but, um, I'll talk about it later. Like how I've like come to terms with my PTSD over it. Um, so basically what happened is if you don't know the Bay area, um, in the summertime, It's freezing cold and there's no sun. Yes.
0: Before we keep going, I would just like to say Alex and Jonathan live in the Bay Area and the West Coast of California. We have a lot of family that are from the West Coast. Um, They are from San Francisco. We have a lot of people here from L.A. So just wanted to just to note that they are not from the East Coast. Yeah, we are. We're Californians.
1: Californians. So I had just spent a summer in San Francisco doing um, like a heavy condensed course of science so i had been inside and then when i went outside i wasn't even getting vitamin d so i was depressed and cold and i'm from kansas city so i went home for break and i was enjoying the sun and jonathan um was with me and um i had actually i was like crazed kind of from studying and i got in this huge fight with my parents And then I like, Jonathan got the like wrath too. And I was like, forget you all, man. And like, went out on this like in high school. I'm a runner. So I went to a course. Let me just
0: say, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you, but I admire the fact that you run. I am not a runner for people that know me. I fucking hate running and I like to do non-movement. No, not stationary. stationary. Yes, I like stationary activities such as spinning and boxing where all I need to do is move my arms. So I admire that you run. Okay, continue. Thank you.
1: So I was like, I'm going to go run in the woods basically on a course which is dumb by the way. If you're a woman, don't go run in the woods. Okay? <laughs> but um so I went out and I was and it was just it's very clear in my mind. I was I did 3 miles out like into the on this trail and there was a moment where there was a voice in my head that was like you've gone far enough. Turn around and go back. But the vain side of me was like, nah, girl, you've been depleted of sun. Get some, like, skin cancer and keep running to get more time in the sun. So I'm running along and all of a sudden, basically, my, what happened was her tail is um, on the edge of the path. And my foot landed. I didn't step on her, but very close, like, sent it, like, centimeters away from her tail and she it oscillated and it scared her so she whipped around and it was like slow-mo like I saw the fangs extend and then I saw it like one of them went into my shoe and then the other one went into my ankle my right ankle and it was the oddest feeling to have like where you jerk away and something's holding on to you internally (laughs) And and then that was it. And then I did like a James Bond roll that I'm very proud of. I like r- like flipped on my left shoulder and rolled away, but like she was already out of there, you know,
0: And Where you? Oh, no, I was just gonna say, so how did you get out so she was like stuck to your ankle? Yeah, well,
1: it was just more that like I tried to pull away and she had her fang in. so it was like not, you know what I mean? It was just resistance. And um, but it was just that I scared her, you know what I mean? Like, she was trying to get her vitamin D, like I was. She was enjoying the sun, and then all of a sudden, this big-ass foot comes down and scares
0: her, and she had to protect herself. So, what happened after that? So, were you stuck there? Did someone have to come get you? Did, were you able to hobble home? Like, what did you do? I had my cell phone with me, which was, thank God.
1: Um, so I called 911 and the woman was very helpful. She was like, tell me where you are. I mean, I think she was actually more concerned and worked up, which they're not supposed to be. But I think she was like, I never get somebody calling, letting me know that was she was bit by a rattlesnake. Yeah. And and then they were like trying to test me if I knew what kind of snake it was. And it's like, um, I'm from California. Even though I live in Kansas, whatever, but I know I saw a rattler. Like, I know what a rattlesnake looks like. Um, And fun fact for everybody that every state, like in the continental United States, has rattlesnakes. It's Hawaii and Alaska don't. So I could be in Maine chilling, you know, like enjoying the leaves or something. And theoretically, they're eastern diamondback and western diamondback. I'm pretending like I know what I'm talking about but
0: So those are the types of snakes?
1: Yes rattlesnakes <laughs> um, So basically I call 911 They locate me And then like I just was laying on the ground And I didn't want to move To like get my blood moving Because then you don't want the venom Which I thought at the time like circulate But it stays local Like in, around your local tissue So um, then people uh, Gradually started like Catching up, to, you know, people, other runners and stuff, and people were really helpful. But eventually, um, firefighters, they came. <laughs> were they sexy and hot? They were, like, the stereotypical firefighters. Mm-hmm. They were just – they came on, like, a gator thing, and they just picked me up like I weighed nothing. And I don't know if they were good-looking or not, but in my mind, they were, like, all tense right. and just sweet as can be. And they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Let's put her foot up, da 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 And then they drove me out three miles to where an ambulance was. And right away, I'm like, I don't want to pay $500 for an ambulance ride. And oddly enough, in the state of Kansas, there was a lovely homosexual man. And I was like already bantering with him. And he goes, he leans in and he goes, bitch, you just got bit by a freaking rattlesnake. You're going in the ambulance.
0: And I was like. They're always the best aren't they yes yeah it was like okay yeah I, i guess you're right it's pretty insane and pretty unreal and a great story to well not really a great story to tell i mean it's probably sucked but it's an interesting story to tell when people say like oh what's an interesting story to tell about your life that's an interesting story so how long were you like was your foot fucked up until it got or until it healed
1: um I was like hospitalized for three days to monitor it because it was it looked like fat bastard's foot like it was so swollen but to administer anti-venom um, for the for it to counteract what is already in your body it has to be a certain dose and so she, since she only hit me with one fang they didn't want to give it to me so basically it was just pain management and monitoring my swelling I won the fight with my parents and my husband though because it was like <laughs> Look, I'm in the hospital. Um, but then afterwards, like, I was on crutches for two weeks. I don't know. But it was very, it was super dramatic. It was a dramatic thing. And not to, I was unsettled. Like, my dog, Annie, loved, like, in the middle of the night, used to, like, fling her body over. Like, when you, if you're laying on your side, she would fling herself over you. And it would feel like someone was grabbing me. Like grabbing – and yeah, and I would be like, oh, my God. And so basically one time in yoga, this is very – I sound – you can tell a Californian. I was – you know, they were doing their meditation stuff, yada, yada. What do you want to accomplish? And I was thinking to myself, how do I not hate this snake? And that's why I've been referring to her as a girl because it was – if I think of her – sorry, everyone. But it's like if I think of her like a girl – and she was doing her thing. And she didn't bite me, t- like, too much that I need anti-venom. It was just a warning shot. And so my trauma's gone down a little bit.
0: Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Oh, wow, wow. So, guys, moral of the story. Run with a phone. Run with a phone. Or just don't run at all. Just do stationary. <laughs> like I do. But speaking of yoga, you were talking about yoga because you're a Californian. Now, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. So you guys, like I said, you guys live in the Bay Area. Um, before that, well, now you live in, like, Oakland. Yes. Okay. Bef- Oaktown. Oaktown. Oak Oak Town! And then before that, you lived in downtown San Francisco. Yes. Yes. Okay. Your husband was born and raised in Los Angeles. Um, so you've – how long have you been on the West Coast now?
1: Well – I would say I've lived on the West Coast now for five years, and I don't know if this is getting off track, but like I was born in the Central Valley, which is kind of like, I don't know, it's a lot of farming, we feed the country, and then my mom's a journalist, so we moved, she went to school at Columbia, so we moved, and I was like a little nugget in New York City, and then we lived outside New York, and then we moved back to California, and then moved to Missouri,
0: Kansas, and I went to college in North Dakota. So I've, like, lived all over the place. Which is awesome that you lived all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) But you've been in California as a... Older millennial, we like to say. Yes, older Older millennial. Older millennial, we like to say, on Max Awareness. You've been there for about five years. Six. Actually, it's six. Okay. So that's a good amount of time. So what, what are your thoughts on the West Coast versus, let's say, the East Coast? Now, I have a lot of thoughts, but I would like to hear your thoughts. So go ahead. (laughs) Well, it's like pressure
1: because I know how Melissa feels about, you know, Um, and because I have, you know, Jonathan's family is my family and they're there are a lot of East Coasters um, and I love them, but I'll say Californians are obnoxious. We're like, you know, we got the acai bowls, we got yada, 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 but. We do. California leads the nation in a lot of things, so that's a good. Like,
0: what? What now? Okay. Here's we're gonna we're gonna talk about what they lead the nation, because I have no idea what you're gonna say. But my thoughts, which I think a lot of you know, are that I agree with you that Californians are obnoxious. I think your husband and his family are the very rare occurrence, or what is? What am I trying to say? They're. they're they're the exception I actually don't think they're well they're my family so I didn't want to say that but they they're not like that at all I think the besides and the majority of people I meet from West Coast are pretty obnoxious I'm gonna be very honest Um, like what is it about I just think they're very into themselves I think they're not real they're not they don't get to the point. I think um, people like from New York and the tri-state area are very cut—not cutthroat. I think like, just get get to the point. Yeah, get to the point. They're very fast-paced. They get things moving. Um, and maybe I just like it because I was born that way. I don't know. I are born here. I don't know, but I think they're very. They're very fast. Some people in California are, you know, they're very slow. It's like, it's okay, we'll get done. And everyone's just lazy, da, da lazy, fair. Lazy, fair. Is that the right? Lazy, fair. Yeah. Lazy, fair. Thank you. Um, and like you said, yeah, they like their acai bowls. They like staying fit and healthy. don't get me wrong, I think staying fit and healthy is great. But I think they are. Um, a little too relaxed. And everyone wants to be a star. And talking about, I would love to be a star, but, like, they really, like, are really, really into it. Um, I don't know where I was going with this, yeah, but. This is, like, what you think. You, yes, yeah. uh, yes. But do you, I mean, do you agree? You don't have to agree. I'm not pressuring you or bullying you to agree. Just, what, what else do you think about that?
1: So, this is probably, this is my,
0: my. Opinion,
1: and I'm sure I hope I don't offend people, but there's a difference between I think you're a lot of your experience is L.A. And there's a difference between the Bay and L.A. Um My awful comparison is that L.A. is like, look, as long as you're hot, it's cool. You know, like you can be dumb and you can be smart. It doesn't really matter. But as long as you're hot, <laughs> it's chill in the Bay Area, um, even before like tech took over, it's like Stanford's there, UCSF's there. It's like a mega house for like medical, the medical field. Um, and so people are just to almost to, and I'm not for me, cause I, you know, my insecurities, they're too smart and it's like, okay, you went to Barclay. Blah, 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 blah. But people are, um, like uh, Berkeley was like social movement started there like the food wellness and um, farm to table started there so they're more hippie now hippie-ish tech which is like a whole other thing that's in my personal opinion great but also disgusting people that are completely out of touch that you know the the counterculture movement that happened. you know everyone was dropping acid but also like you know um, Protesting The Vietnam War All of that Like there were remnants of that And that's like What made San Francisco special And then It just Kind of turning To out of touch People who Want everything delivered And can't walk out Their front door Sorry but, but like In comparison To New York And like the tri-state area I would say I'm not necessarily a fan <laughs> Her eyes Melissa's eyes You guys just got huge Wait
0: a fan of the East Coast. Yeah, yeah. the
1: East Coast is like, I don't know. It's like New York doesn't, it does it for so many people. And I'm, per, per listening to your other episodes, because I'm a good family member and I love you. I get what you're saying. Like, how you feel about New York is like, when I've gone there, it's just like, it smells like garbage. Everyone is just got somewhere to be they don't give a shit about who you are what you're doing and in a way that's probably refreshing but I am and my husband we're like we are the California like sensitive people who maybe move slower and we're like we'll get it done like don't worry about it it'll happen um I just think the self-importance and like get to the point kind of thing is like is overwhelming and I don't know it's just not really my speed
0: I, I can see that. I can see that. Um, I do agree, based on episode one that you all probably have listened to, that New York is New York City. Yeah. Not not the state. Yeah. New York. Right. The city is a little much and smells like shit and is, is a little ridiculous. I know. Like, everyone's just
1: like, I think it was an episode of Broad City or something where it's like, you're, you want an award just for living in the city, you know? Like, I'm... I'm in the grind, I'm making it, you've left, you, you couldn't ha- hack it or something.
0: Yeah, right. You're absolutely right, you're absolutely right. We're going to dive into um, uh, cr- the crazy news story of the episode. Um, what the fuck is going on with Britney Spears? Now, Alex and I are around the same age. We grew up in the time when Britney started, when she was truly a star with um, Oops, I Did It Again one more time. Hey, wait, 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 time sorry that was the first one jesus christ i feel like i'm so old um hit me baby one more time she was a star she was a pop icon um my older millennials out there we love her we loved her we still love her but some weird shit is going on um we've been looking up articles i've been looking at this for the past few weeks or however long this has been going on now but Um, We're reading we're looking at page six page six page six (laughs) is Britney Spears overprotected rumors are swirling about Britney Spears and her recent admission into a mental health facility while her team claims that the star entered her on her own accord due to stress from her father's illness. There are rumors that Spears has been admitted against her will after a rift between her and her father. Um, I don't really know what the what the hell to say about this. I don't know what's going on. I thought her dad was on her death.
1: But, yeah well so backtrack I wasn't a Britney fan until she lost her shit like when she <laughs> shaved her head and like didn't she attack somebody or hit something with a dog? she had an umbrella umbrella yes. okay and then I was like all right girl I get you I like you yes. so um yes her dad had some kind of like GI bleed or colon thing and it's supposed to be
0: Another thing I want to say is that Alex is basically like in the doctor and medical world, and she knows all this shit. Um, I don't, so we're gonna have Alex continue with all the medical terms and work. Uh, now, and everyone who's in the family
1: who's actually a physician is probably trying not to puke, but, um, but so he's. But what I read is that once in 2008 was it 2008 when she lost it that he became basically the, the all of her assets, all of her money, her estate is in his control, and another lawyer. So basically what's in the media is they're saying that she checked in on her own will, but then page this Page Six article is basically like, let's backtrack. Let's backtrack and see, like, is this kosher <laughs> um, to see if... Is it really something like – was she showing signs of, like, mental instability before all of a sudden in December dropping off the face of the earth?
0: Well, I think she was because if you look at these – well, first of all, if you follow her on Instagram – crazy. I mean, I hate to say that,
1: but she's, like, always like, woo, woo, woo.
0: Yeah, she posts these really weird photos and videos. I actually put one on my – um story before this all happened in like november october where she was singing a song in a really high-pitched voice with one of those snapshot bunny filters with her boyfriend and it was like the most ridiculous thing i ever seen um i called her the not all heroes wear capes of my story because oh i remember that I yeah. totally remember. yes yes she was ridiculous and then we're looking at a photo of her right now on page six in october 2018 where Um, she was announcing the dates of her, uh, new Vegas residency on the Ellen show. And she was literally just standing on a table posing in a real wet, a weird way with her cleavage hanging out. And she said, I have no idea why I'm standing on a table, but anyway, I'm excited for my residency. And there was a lot of weird shit. She was doing a lot of weird shit. Um, so now she's still in this mental right of like whatever, like rest and rejuvenate kind of. And are there no signs – there's no signs of her getting out of this, right? No, and she went in in, like, January, I think. So no one has spoken to her or seen her? Oh, I don't think so. Alex, have you
1: seen her? <laughs> have you seen her? No. Uh, I think I'm – with the whole Britney Spears thing at this point, I just feel like she's so – like, a wounded animal and, like, so damaged from basically – when did she get famous? At 16 –
0: I think she was was young.
1: Mickey Mouse Club. Oh, yeah. So
0: she was on the Mickey Mouse Club. For all you people that are younger that are listening to this.
1: That was a thing. That was a thing. Justin Timberlake, he was a Mickey Mouse
0: Ryan Gosling. Christina
1: Aguilera? Uh, Correct. Yes, I think that was it. I know, but she was already, like, mean at that point. You can see it in the photos. She was like, I hate all of you. Um, So I just think that her mom and her family have just been, because she's beautiful, just... So her brain shot. I mean, who knows how many drugs she was snorting, injecting with Paris Hilton and showing her hoo-ha that maybe baseline IQ was maybe, you know, average, slightly below, and now it's just
0: haywire. Have you ever watched, I think it was the X Factor, America's Not Talent, when she was a judge?
1: I know I didn't. It was, it
0: it was, was pretty, pretty bad.
1: Thing. What was her thing? Well,
0: it just you can see. I've never watched it. I didn't watch the whole thing, but you could see that – the things she was saying and the words that were coming out of her mouth were... were she talked really slowly. Um, she really couldn't put that many words together. It was very interesting to watch. Her facial expressions were really off. Um, <laughs> it looked like she didn't have that many brain cells. and She's no J-Lo, right? J-Lo. No. Can, at least be appealing and like make
1: sense like neuropathways are linking and not just firing short little bursts. Yes. J Lo is amazing. I love J Lo. God, J Lo. Let me just let y'all know that J Lo, when she was still married to Mark Anthony, um, did a triathlon and then got in heels and planned a 40th celebration for him. I'm like, damn Gina, she can do it. She can do it. She
0: can do it God God. So now, as always, we are going to wrap up the episode with some some Bravo talk, my favorite part of the episode. Um, and I know last week when I announced that Alex was going to be in the podcast, I said we were going to talk about the most famous housewife episode of all time, Scary Island, which we will discuss. But we're first going to talk about um, New York as a whole New York as a whole I always say it is the best show on television and you can come after me if you think I'm wrong it is the best show on television it's the best house by franchise um, I always said that people like Meryl Streep and Julia Roberts cannot do what uh, Dorinda does or Sonia does or Ramona does um, it really is unbelievable <coughs> excuse me I tasked Alex to go back so Alex has been catching up on the old seasons I had tasked her to go back and before watching Scary Island I tasked her to go back and watch a few episodes before and kind of get caught up with all of the characters Um, before we get into this what are your thoughts on New York as a whole I would like you to tell the LAX Awareness audience because I know they're sick and tired of hearing my thoughts on Bravo and New York what are your thoughts on New
1: York well so last night at the Seder, you know, we're being religious, but Melissa and I are talking Bravo Talk, and she said it, you said it perfectly, that there tends to be each season someone that you're like, I'm team, like, Bethany this season, and then the next season you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't stand her. She's in, like she's too much, yada, yada, yada. So, and that's I totally agree with that. New York as a whole is great. I love – it's mainly – people are, you know, they can get all judgy about the Real Housewives, but it really is um, a sample of human behavior and what privilege looks like, what gossiping and power dynamics look like and strategy looks like. Um, and they're, they're smart. You know, there are the groups of the Real Housewives that are like, meh, meh, But, they, you know, there's a certain... Intellectual value of Real Housewives in New York um, But then there's also the whole old money thing Which is interesting And like Luann being the countess Yada yada um, And just their accents are fun i <laughs>
0: wait you think they have you think they have accents oh my god 100% like
1: I've noticed when I hang out with you and when I watch the Real Housewives of New York all of a sudden I'm like talking to Jonathan like this I'm like what are you doing like no wait I
0: didn't even notice that maybe it's because I'm from around this area that's so interesting so who it's interesting so who is your all-time favorite New York housewife oh my
1: god that's a hard call
0: who are your top three
1: Dorinda, (laughs) I love Dorinda because she can, you know, get so drunk and make no sense. But then she apologizes or she doesn't really, but she wants to get on the right page with you. And I just think she's authentic, which some of them, you know, that's not a word we would use to describe Luann. The first two seasons that Carol was on, I liked her. But then the last – her last season before she bounced, I was just like, who do you think you are? Like, we get it. You're, like, smart. You're a journalist, yada, yada. But I liked her previously because she was whims – like, I don't know, funny and kind of detached and kind of what I feel like I would be as a housewife. Um, And then I know you love Ramona – but i think my third favorite would probably be i mean bethany i think she's and she's so vicious <laughs> but she often says the thing that i'm already thinking um if she could like bring it down a couple of levels i think her message might be received better but i i i like prospector i respect that She hasn't come from a great place And she's built this empire Which she lets us know Every single episode Um, But yeah Those are my top three What about you?
0: Okay Well (laughs) a tough one. Um, I will say my number one is Ramona. I will always say my number one is Ramona. She is a monster. People will say she is the most vicious of them all, Um, but I don't care. I've loved Ramona since the very beginning. I think she can do no wrong in my eyes. Um, I think she brings it every single episode. I think she knows how to play the game. Um, I think she's Fucking hysterical, and she's great TV. Um, I would say my second—I would actually say my second is Sonia. Oh, yeah, Sonia.
1: I don't know. Is there something about Sonia that's just like—I don't know. It's you just made a good point. I think I pick pick mine based on who I I would want as friends, yeah, that's okay. and I, that's okay. But not as TV. Right. Like Sonia and Ramona—that's television.
0: So good. Yes, yes and that's okay sometimes you can pick it as friend that's okay um it's yeah that's too wholesome boo it's fine it's fine but I would say Sonia is my number two um I think I think the she also brings it every single episode I think her lifestyle and what she's done with her character on this show has been brilliant um she's been crazy and The The interns are amazing, but I think her personality—she can come off as like this kooky, fun-loving girl—and everyone on the cast loves her.
1: She's yeah, she's Switzerland in a way. People have an issue, but Bethany loves her. Dorinda, even though they've had their issues, they all come back to Sonia.
0: Correct, and I think that's brilliant. I would say the third would be um, a tie between Bethany and Jill.
1: Oh, yeah. see, yeah. Jill and I didn't do one and two season one and two, so I don't know Jill as pure Jill because you said in season three is when she starts to turn. Correct.
0: So that's what then now we'll get into this. So yes, yeah, so if all you Bravo holics out there who's been watching uh, New York from the beginning, you know that. um... Season 3 is probably the most epic ep- epic season of all time. This episode of Scary Island is the most epic one of all time. Jill Zarin, who I think is a all-time star of The Housewives. I think if they ever did an all-star season, I think oh. she would be on it. Um, she was great in season 1 or 2, and season 3 is when she turned. I think um, there's been talks, and I think she might have also um, – Admitted this or um, said this was true, that she started this fight with Bethany in season three just so she can start up shit for the show. She didn't expect it to blow up the way they did. She didn't expect everybody to be on Bethany's side. Um, And this was also prime Bethany season because Bethany, you know, she was with that psycho Jason um, she was pregnant which I actually forgot that she was
1: pregnant the hormones are probably making her extra I don't know something Yes,
0: yeah she was pregnant uh, for most of the season and was pregnant in this uh, scary island episode she uh, her skinny girl brand was taking off and she was the fan favorite and I actually don't think Jill really um realized that was going to happen so in that way i kind of feel bad for jill but this was when she turned and this is was when a lot of fans really went against her which is kind of sad but this episode in particular was great because just you all remember they were in some island virgin Virgin islands they were in the virgin islands for ramona's um fake bachelorette party (laughs)
1: She's starting new. She's starting new for the millionth time.
0: Yes. Every every season until recently Ramona always starting new which is another reason I love her. Um, they are in some island uh, celebrating Ramona for her vow renewal. It is Bethany. It is Alex. It is Sonia and it is Kelly um and they are all in the islands i'm gonna touch on the top line points i think the top line points were that it, it opened up where and i did take notes in case we lose track but it did open up where you get in the where where you where they got in the fight of the chef and the cook fight oh my gosh i like
1: well it's just that kelly and i i know it's probably gonna be like beat up on kelly so if you're a kelly fan I'm, i apologize but I, I started googling things about this woman to like understand that she was married to the f- the famous photographer, and it's just like she's so out of tu- and out of touch and not really and like the whole cook chef thing. I mean, it, I couldn't. I was just like, oh my god! And if I was Bethany, like in a way, thank God she was pregnant because if she had been drinking, I'm sure she would have it would have been blood in the
0: sea like someone would have been dead 100%. Um yeah, that whole uh back and forth was unreal, painful. Uh what did you think of Ramona's hair and look? What do you think of Ramona then to Ramona now? Have you I know you're not caught up on the most recent season, but what do you think of Ramona then and Ramona now? I'm curious. Okay, as I feel
1: pressure, I would say that she's Gotten a dermatologist who knows what they're Doing um, I know that she says She has her own skincare line but Honey those are lasers and that's Like a high end product Um So in a way Actually I think Ramona looks better Now her skin Looks better I'm not a fan I mean that, there was like a time for the Bang weird cut So she was probably very Hip and relevant at that point but Looking at it now it's just like
0: Oy Agree. Um, Yeah, I think think? 100%. I think Ramona looks the best she's ever done. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, totally. 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 Um, Okay, so they were on the boat. Kelly's continuing to be crazy, talking about the fucking chef and cook thing. Um, I'm shocked that Bethany was able to stay sane, especially since she was pregnant throughout this whole thing. It shocked me. I actually forgot she was pregnant until halfway through when I was rewatching this. Um... But yeah, that was nuts. They get to the house um, and you see Bethany passing out all of the skinny girl bags with their initials on it. She pass, she puts the one. Bag, like a gift bag. Like a gift bag, yes. With all of the skinny girl tchotchkes, skinny girl products. Like I said, this was prime skinny girl era. Um, she was really taking off. She had everything from the margarita to the rosé to the, I don't know, whatever, water. I have no fucking idea. Um, and now it's all over the place. Now you can't look twice without seeing like a K cup or a candle or a oh, candy, candy, a popcorn, you know, now there's going to yeah. be, you know, who knows there's going to be like, I don't know, condoms. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. There's not really skinny girl condoms. I just made that up. But anyway, She's putting the bag in front of Kelly's door. Kelly opens it. Um, she's looking through it. And then she calls Jill. And she starts, once again, freaking out. What are your thoughts on that? scene?
1: It was just, she basically, it was a gesture. Like, Bethany was like, here's a basket full of free shit. Yeah. That's good stuff. And, the, I mean, there's a, a, like a nice canvas bag with your initials on it. And somehow Kelly spun it so that she was like this is so weird why would she be doing this like this is this is just it freaks me out and then in the conversation with Jill on the phone she said something like because Bethany's dad had just passed away and she goes I mean that she kept on saying it makes me sick or it makes me fr- like it's frightens her or something and it's just like I don't know why you're judging someone on how they're going through grief and like everyone grieves differently. To pull in a la la Vanderpump Rules thing, everyone grieves differently, but they really do. And it's just like I was watching her try to make Bethany a monster from the a nice a nice gesture. Did you
0: notice the cell phone that she was talking? I know, to? It was
1: a BlackBerry, wasn't it? A BlackBerry. <laughs> this was
0: prime BlackBerry era as well. It was the year two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, which does not seem that long ago. But this was it is it was it was prime blackberry era um yeah so then she also did the famous stabbing with her hand where she went which is a famous scene in this episode which i thought was disturbing and hysterical at the same time um and then unfortunately this is when i was watching this this is where i fell asleep so i forgot (laughs) (laughs) So I missed a little chunk of the middle of it. Um, When I woke back up again, they were already going to the dinner where they were all with Bethany was cooking the dinner. Um, We don't have to talk about the middle. I think Jill and Uh, Luann
1: photo. Yes, the
0: photo shoot, the famous photo photo shoot. So Kelly did a famous photo shoot and actually I remember this from back in the day where she was taking pictures of Alex and she said she started yelling the son's names like Anwar or whatever whoever's out there if you remember Alex and Simon's kids names that's what she was yelling um but what yeah what were your thoughts on that photo shoot that's interesting
1: it was well first of all I thought okay, you're basically taking Bethany's idea. Like, cause she was like, I want to do something nice for you guys. I'm going to do a photo show, f- photo shoot with all of you and then make like a photo book and give it all to you. So it's just kind of like, okay, you ripped off Bethany's idea. But then it was just, I don't know. It was just kind of sad. And it was like watching a train wreck uh, with her. It, because she was a formal model, um, you know, they say former models are usually very good photographers cause they basically just take what they've been seeing on the other end and apply it. But she kept, and maybe they do this in real life. I don't know, but trying to get Alex to soften her face. And that's a, a reason why they're saying the kids names. But then she kept on being like baby face, brrr, baby face. <laughs> and they might legit do that, but it was also like, read the, room or read the beach like alex is very uncomfortable with what you're having or do so if you want her to look comfortable then try and pick a different scene you freaking moron what are your thoughts on alex mccord oh my god <laughs> well i don't i remember catching like episodes a long time ago and thinking that she was very odd and very weird and that simon was icky but coming into it and watching a couple of um, episodes in season three I think she's she's just somebody that and this was her issue could be walked all over and that she was just she's just an odd duck and she's sweet mm-hmm. and she's very loyal to Bethany which I thought you know was a tender thing and that she's again intelligent and I think that she couldn't when dealing with Kelly, it was just unfathomable to um, Alex some of the things that Kelly was saying. Like she, like she was like, "Are you, are you serious?" Like she couldn't respond, and it was overwhelming for her. I think.
0: Um, I agree. I actually was an Alex McCord fan. You were? Okay. Yeah. Yes, I thought she was very smart. I think she was too smart for the show. Not smart like a manipulative reality star way. Intellectual way. I think she was a little too smart for the show. Um, I thought her husband was ridiculous, but I thought she was pretty good, and I thought she was an interesting mix. Um, I thought she shined in this season. I thought her alliances, Ramona and Bethany, were, were good spot on. It, was, a good it was good on. It was spot on. It was good on. It was everything on. Um yeah, so that was the photo shoot, and then they then cut to, I think it was the Jill and Lou on dinner. Yeah. yeah, so I don't think people remember, but this was also, so this episode, this trip was like a three-part trip. Um, this is also around in the time when Luann began recording her music. So this is like classic. This was like classic Housewives. Not only was it Scary Island, one of the most epic episodes and Housewives trips of all time. This was when Luann began being Luann, Countess Luann, Cabaret Luann, the Luann we know that we love, that we love to hate. She started. Um, I think it was recording. Money can't buy you class. Yes, yes. it. It was yes. money can't buy you class. Yes. So, um. I would like to know what your thoughts on Luann are because you know that I've been to her cabaret shows. I actually don't think I've talked about this yet. I've been to not one Luann cabaret show, but two Luann cabaret shows. I think that's my last. The second one will be my last. I don't think I can shell out any more money for Luann, especially now because in the recent uh, season, she's turning into this vicious monster, this vicious Countess Luann again. Yes, yes. She only thinks about herself. She's not, she has no self awareness. And, She's pretty monstrous. I think she's more monstrous than Ramona. What do you think of Luann?
1: Luann is an example of like one season I like her and then the next season I don't. But I'm now coming to the realization that I dislike Luann more than I like her. And I think here's a perfect, a classic example. I can't remember what season it was, but it was when Jules was on. And um, they were in the Berkshires at Dorinda's. House which we all Notoriously know is like an awful place For them to all be congregated Together and Bethany was just Laying into Luann Because Carol it was when Bethany and Carol were friends And Carol had Carol and Luann weren't getting along so then like Bethany had even more fuel for the Fodder for the whatever fuel for the Fodder okay and Jules heard Like she just told everyone that Her dad had been hospitalized for pneumonia and it, and it sounded pretty serious and she was pretty shook up about it. And so she went outside and Luann comes out because she needs an ally. And she's just like talking about Bethany and she's like, I can't believe she called me- Well, let me do a Luann voice. I can't believe she called me a slut. And then to help, um Luann deal with it. Jules was trying to be like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, this doesn't really matter. Like my dad is in the hospital and I'm really, you know, and Luann just interrupts her and keeps saying, I just I just can't believe Bethany. I just can't believe her. And it was it was so painful to watch because it was like, you're such a narcissist you don't know how to have empathetic listening skills that you can't connect with people and so when people call you a liar which bethany is always she's like you're a liar you're a liar i don't even think that luann knows she's a liar because she's not that would require her to hear what other people are saying and remember what she said in response if that makes any sense
0: Lion, as they like to call her. Yes. Lion, 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 lion. Um okay so you see a dinner with Jill and Bethany or sorry Jill and Luann Jill's talking about how she wants to show up at, at the island um to surprise them which is the worst mistake in the world um that's what you see in the second or the second or third part of the episode where she shows up and goes hi Jill's here that's my Jill's Ann voice hi if you guys are sick of this you can turn it off right now Jill, Jill is telling Luann I'm going to show up I'm going to surprise them I want to fix things with Bethany and everybody um and Luann keeps saying that's not a good idea that's not a good idea it's probably the smartest thing Luann has ever Ever. ever said ever said smartest thing Luann's ever said um and so then we get to the classic dinner so they're all coming to the island the dinner Bethany's making dinner for Ramona as a thank you because she is a chef not a cook or cook not a chef whatever Kelly comes in she's on the phone with her kid she has it on speaker She's trying to talk to her kid and it's really loud. And Ramona, this is why I love Ramona, goes, can you just go in the other room? Just go in the other room. Stop being rude. Just go in the other room. And that's where it all starts. Um, And then they all begin. Bethany brings out the food. Kelly begins with her drug-induced, crazy, psychotic rampage. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts on this entire thing between um, saying that Bethany's going to kill her, saying that Alex is a vampire, um, them going to take the timeouts from Kelly, how Sonya was oh, Switzerland. Brilliant.
1: Oh, my God. She was brilliant. Okay. Well, first of all, with um, is there something that I've noticed that the Real Housewives of all franchises do? That when one of them loses their freaking mind, they say... Don't ever bring my children into it. So when they cut to Kelly, like it's when Ramona's like, thank God, because it's rude. I mean, you audience, like when there's a party going on and you're kind of like in the middle of it on the phone, FaceTiming, that would be odd. That would be like, have some social awareness. And why, if you want to have an actual conversation with your children, why would you have it in the middle of a social gathering? And so then, to justify her odd behavior in the interview part portion, she's like, "All I have to say is if you come in between me and my children," and it's just like, PSA to all the housewives: When you lose your mind, all
0: the housewives that are listening, to this,
1: <laughs> all of them, they all are. When you lose your mind, just own. I'll, I'll do a Lisa Rinna. Do it. Do
0: own, it, own it, own it. Rinna, Rinna for president, Rena twenty twenty. That's what, a
1: lacks awareness PSA. Go ahead. Just own it. You know, just be like, look, I was really triggered and I lost my mind for a bit. Or I was just, you know, I was hangry. I was something. But don't say the whole kid thing. All right. Moving on from that. I, you say drug-induced. I say lack of drugs. <laughs> I think.
0: Interesting. Interesting. You know, I've been reading about this episode for about 10 years since it premiered. I don't think I've ever heard of lack of drugs that is why this happened. Which, I tell us more. Tell us
1: Well, I'm just thinking that it's clear in the episode that she has like a break with reality or I don't, and I, I, I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if it's like when she starts telling Alex that she looked like a vampire in the runway show or her like fixation with Bethany cook chef situation. But it's like that she is a DSM five. I don't know what that would be. I don't know if it's bipolar or borderline personality disorder or something is like, is your dopamine too high? Is your dopamine too low? I don't know what's going on. But I think that was like her as herself, actually. And I think that she might have been overwhelmed um, and triggered by whatever Bethany represented to her at the time that caused like a, a break for her. But I think she needed to be medicated. And yeah, that's what.
0: Dr. Alex over here. <laughs> Better than Dr. Oz. Wait. Or Dr. Phil. Wait. Um, What did you think of the jelly beans and her first, her running to get the jelly beans, which I thought was classic Can and brilliant.
1: When you see her, she like, okay, everybody, she gets up from the table and she's in like this like purple silk, like couture dress yeah. straight up, just runs like a child down the hall again like what's wrong with you mentally that you're running like a small child. And then she comes back and she tells everybody she doesn't eat processed foods. She doesn't, you know, she tries to cut out sugar and then she straight up comes back with jelly beans and she just, and then she's like, do you guys want a jelly bean? Do you want a jelly bean? And thank God for Sonia Morgan. Like Sonia, okay, so, so many seasons Sonia is, um, she's a hot mess. She's flashing the coot. She's doing her thing. And, um, but finally, They're going around in this dinner conversation. Like, people aren't Alex and Bethany. They're not able to grasp what they're dealing with. And so they want to, like, come at her in a fighting stance, but rationally. And finally, Sonia goes, She is not well. We have to stop attacking her. She. Does not understand what's going on. And like you cut to like scenes of Kelly's like facial expression. And it sounds like Britney Spears on America's Got Talent or whatever, where it's like, it's just not, she's not in a rational mind.
0: It's it totally, totally right. It's very sad and disturbing, but it was also kind of hilarious. <laughs> it was satisfying. Satisfying, wow. serotonin high. It was, it was all brilliant TV. Um, yes did you watch the episode after it the whole when jill comes and she yes. leaves you did yeah and so
1: what's her what was her uh, her former husband or her late husband oh, bobby, oh bobby. Bobby. bobby bobby so it seemed like bobby was like her protector so she came and she not to sound stereotypical but she has kind
0: of like a jewish voice yeah.
1: okay, i'm gonna do my jills there oh, one I'm
0: more time hi That's what she did. And I know that was really loud. I'm really sorry. I'm sure all your dogs are barking. All your Alexas are going off. I apologize. But that's how she sounded. Totally.
1: And so she walks in and they're all... Kelly left. She left...
0: Yeah, she left. But let me just say, I don't know if you read this, but there are rumors that she was escorted off the island because of her psychotic break and that Bravo producers had to escort her off. If you watch the reunion of this season, she says that and there are reports that that happened. Andy Cohen actually denies it, but I actually believe Kelly in this one. I think she was escorted off because they were worried that something was going to happen, which is very interesting.
1: Yeah, like she was going to murder them in their sleep. So. Thank God. So, okay. So, Kelly's escorted off in a Jeep. Praise Jesus. And um, then Jill. So, then, like, everyone's, like, basically, they feel safe again. Like, Ramona, Bethany, Alex, and Sonia. And they're getting pedicures, manicures, and then the voice comes in. And... She gets a response she was not anticipating. Basically, Bethany sinks down in her chair and doesn't say anything. And then Alex is like, it's been too, she's like, it's too much. It's been too much. And then, you know, Ramona, I give her a lot of credit, was basically like, what are you doing here? And so that was probably a very hard reality moment for Jill to experience. You know, being the head honcho, being the godfather, the leader of the crew, to have them all be like, and it was an authentic reaction to her presence.
0: Like a mob hit. It was yeah. a mob hit. It, was a mob, it hit. was a mob hit. I'm doing a mob reference. My husband is really You'll into. Love th- it. It. He'll love it. He's really into mob stuff right now. So this is this is a shout out to him. It was a mob hit. You know exactly right. Jill was the head honcho and she was at, at that moment. She was taken out by those four. And it was it was brilliant TV. This is what made Real Housewives of New York the best and the stars. Um Yes. Do you have any other thoughts on the episode?
1: No, I think we hit, like, really what I took away from it is go, Sonia, for, like, stepping in and, and, like, finally compartmentalizing this woman who was so offensive and so out of control. Um, And that I felt for Bethany. Um, I was proud of Ramona. And then Jill, it was was like uh, in the scene from The Godfather when Tony – no no Michael Michael my bad Michael basically takes out two people and it's just very very dramatic and I think you know she left crying yada 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 but I think that was probably a turning point for the franchise for the New York City
0: okay well we're going to end the episode um Alex I want to thank you for being my first guest you were Fucking phenomenal. Um, Do you have any final words? Yes.
1: So number one, it was a lot of fun. So yay. And Melissa's a baller at podcasting. But I will say something that she's addressed in her podcast before that Stan, yes. the Faja, Thraxy. Like he is wherever he is just smiling and clapping and so full of satisfaction That his prodigy has continued (laughs) his mission and spreading the thoughts of his own mind. And I congratulate you on that. Thank you.
0: That's so sweet. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Um, Thank you guys for listening again. Again. For the third time. We will be back next week post Passover. Um, I'd like to wish you guys once again a happy Passover. Happy Easter. But like I always do. Yes, and we'll see you next week. Bye.